0: Good evening. Welcome to our Wednesday night Bible study. Uh, we have been in our in our past few Wednesday nights looking at questions that people have submitted, and want to give you the opportunity. Any question you've ever had concerning really any subject, uh, we'd like to try to find a biblical answer. And we're having a pretty awesome Bible study looking at those answers. Uh, if you have a question, you can comment it uh, in the comments of this video. You can private message me that. You can call the church office text me, call me, however you can get that question to me, and we'll try to to build a biblical answer to your question. Uh, Again, we've had a good time studying the questions that have been submitted. Tonight, we're going to continue a question that we had presented last week uh, that we actually did not complete, and that is the question, is the coronavirus a judgment of God? A very timely question, very relevant question, uh, and really a big and important question uh, really, when it comes to seeing our God, how is He moving in the world today? How is He active in the world today? Really, His character, His nature. And so really some pretty tremendous things revealed in this question. I've heard people say, well, surely this is a judgment of God and that's what's going on here. And others say, well, that's, that's not how He acts during the church age. And so a really pretty great question. Is the coronavirus a judgment of God. Now, last week we saw four sub questions come out of that, and uh, we only got to one of those. We only got to the first one, and, and tonight we're hoping to to finish it up and get to the to the next three. Uh, last week we looked at at the start question: Is it a judgment of God? Did He specifically send this virus? And so, was He judging a specific sin, a specific people? Uh, And and did He actually send the coronavirus? So is it a judgment of God, the first question? And we saw really there's a couple of things to consider. Uh, The first is that generally all of the negative consequences of sin are God's judgment of sin. And so ever since the fall, ever since sin enters in in the Garden of Eden, uh, there are consequences for sin. There is death and there is sickness and there is destruction. And all of these things, uh, they are are the result, the consequence of sin. Well, in a general sense, those are the general uh, judgment of God. It is a judgment of God that we suffer death, that we have problems in our world, we have hardships in our world, hurricanes, fires, destruction. All of those things, in a general sense are the consequences of sin, and they are God's judgment of sin. That is generally, and then we saw that specifically, the question is, so did God send this virus? Is this a judgment of God? Or you could say, was was 9-11, was that a specific judgment of God? Or, Or Hurricane Katrina, was that a specific judgment of God? And so really the, so really we get the general sense that that all the negative consequences of sin, those are God's judgment. But very specifically, is this a judgment of God? Well, we looked last week, and you can go find that video and, and catch up if you missed that, but we, we saw last week that it is consistent with God's action in the Old Testament. Uh, we also saw, maybe it was surprising, that it is consistent with his actions in the new testament and the truth is he has done that he can do that and he does do that that is that is the biblical truth yet that said we are not able to say that this is a specific judgment of god it wouldn't be biblically inconsistent inconsistent it wouldn't be something that he never does but we're not able to say that this is a specific judgment of God. Now, it could be, uh, but we're just not sure. Uh, I believe if it is, my belief is that he would make it clear. I believe if you asked him, God, are you judging us? Is this a judgment from you that he would reveal why he was judging and that it was a judgment? But I believe at this time, uh, in in this specific sense, we're not able to say very clearly, this is a judgment of God. I said last week, I think I'll be leery of a person that comes and says, I know the truth, I have the truth, and this specifically is a judgment of God unless they can tell you the specific sin and, and biblically how that adds up with what God is doing in the world. And So we're, we're not able to say this is a judgment of God uh, very specifically. Now maybe that's not the right question, and I think tonight we're going to get to the right question. Uh, we're not supposed to sit around and, and, and determine those things. I don't think uh, the Scripture tells us that. And so we we say, you know what it could be. Um, I believe if it is, he'll let us know, and he'll make it very clear. That's why he would do it. Uh, but at this time, we're not able to say. From there, we come to three more questions, really sub questions, and, and we're gonna we're gonna work through those tonight. the 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 second question is, did he allow it? First question, did he send it? And we've said, well, we're not able to say. Second question. Did he allow it? If he didn't send it, did he allow it? The next question we'll look at is, will he use it? And I think the most important question tonight is, what will our response be either way? What should should our response be either way? And I hope to finish with these questions tonight. So So the next one that's up tonight, the coronavirus, did he allow it? Has God allowed it? Well, understand there's a very important thing to to, to settle here, and that is the truth that our God is sovereign. From the creation forward, all we know of God, uh, all of His interaction, we see how He reveals Himself. Our God is sovereign. Uh, That word means ruler. In fact, it means supreme ruler. It means one with authority. And so the sovereign one is the one with authority. Now it's more than that. It's also power, possessing the authority, but also possessing the power. And so they can do anything and they're able to do anything. They have the authority to act, but they also have the power to act. Well, God is sovereign. He is the supreme ruler and he's also supreme in power. There's a lot of verses we could look at, Old Testament and New Testament. Here's one in in Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, and it's talking about Christ. In that section, it's identifying Christ. First Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. "For For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, that's his rank, and in him all things hold together. Just one verse that indicates, that tells us God is in control. He creates all things. He sustains all things. All things hold together or don't hold together because of his Will. So he is sovereign. Understand, God is in control and he's in control at all times. He doesn't lose control. He doesn't have control wrestled away from him or taken away from him. He is in control. Our God is in control. And so everything that happens, now get this, he either is the cause of it or he allows it. If he is fully in control, supreme in his authority, supreme in his power, able to do what he wants to do, either he is the cause of every action, or he allows every action. Now that's a deep, uh, deep subject, but that's okay. We're able to think deeply. That's a deep thing. But some would say, well, if he allows it, then he's the cause for it. And they would go down this trail. Well, if he doesn't stop it, he's able to stop it and doesn't stop it, then he's responsible for it, ultimately. If he could have stopped it, he's responsible for it. And they take that responsibility to say, well, it—it's he he's the cause of it. Causation ties to it. Well, I would say to that, being responsible is not the same as causation. And, and that's a deep subject. We really have to look at the the character of God and the work of God, uh, but being responsible is not the same as causation. Uh, in his will, he sets forth the actions, the the consequences of sin. Uh, the, the result is a fallen world. Sin enters in, and and as sin enters in, the consequences for sin follow that, and he allows that. That is in his will. Understand, just an example, death is not His plan. He's the God of life. He created us to live. But with sin, the consequence of sin is death. So with sin, death enters in. But He does allow death. He's not the cause of it. Sin is the cause of it. We're the cause of it when we sin, but He does allow death. And so understand that the heavy place we're getting is He can cause certain things, and he does cause certain things, but he also allows certain things. And one of those things that he allows are the consequences for sin to play out. A tornado comes. Did he send it? He could have. That's allowable in his character, but maybe he didn't send it. Maybe he allowed it, and it's the consequence of sin being played out. Now, that would take us to really a much deeper question, and that is why. Now, why? Why would he not stop it? Why would he allow it? And and you run into some deep thoughts there. Well, if he is loving, he wouldn't allow it. And and if he and if he doesn't if he doesn't stop it, he must not be loving. Or if he if he uh, can't stop it, he must not be powerful. And so, really, some deep. Issues there, but I I would just point you to the fact to say this. Remember, our God is infinitely wise. He is He has all wisdom. He possesses it and it doesn't have an end. He sees all things. He knows what needs to happen. He he knows what needs to happen. On top of that, he is good. The truth of God is he is good. He desires the best result. He is kind, and He's not going to be less than kind. And then take on top of all that, and those are heady things, deep things, He has the perspective of eternity. We see in this point, and maybe if we're very aware, we see for these 50 years or these 70 years, but more than likely we see this year or this event, He's actually outside of time. And so He sees from the perspective of eternity. And so when we get to the question why, we just have to go back. He is wise. He is good. He is kind. He sees from an eternal perspective and he desires the best result. So going back to the question, did he allow the coronavirus? Understand God is in control. He holds power over all things. He is sovereign. And so, yes, he has allowed it now there's some that that doesn't uh, add up with the, the the picture of god they would like to hold but the truth is he is sovereign he is in control he is powerful and if it has taken place because of those truths he has allowed it well that leads us to the next question and and really the next question is tied to why why, why would he allow it and and the and the next question is this, the third question is, will he use it? Will he use it? If God has allowed it, here's the truth: it will serve his purpose, and the biblical truth is he will use it, He will use it now again, we're getting into deep areas and 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 honestly. Now, we could spend weeks on these subjects. We might even spend years on these subjects. But, but, but the truth is, he says he will use it. Now, I want to I stop right here and just kind of think about this. What is God's ultimate goal in his dealing with people? What is God's ultimate goal in his dealing with people? His ultimate goal is that people would repent that they would turn to Him, they would know Him and turn to Him, they would forsake their sin, and they would turn to Him. They would trust in Him. And that is His ultimate goal in in His dealing with people. His purpose in judgment in the Old Testament is that they would repent and they would turn to him. You see it in his dealings with Israel. If you will but repent, then then you can come back. If you will but repent, then your blessings will be restored. His purpose in, the, in severe judgments in the Old Testament is that they would repent. We see the same thing in the New Testament. His goal is that they would repent, that people would, rep- would repent, turn from their sins, and turn to him. Now, his judgment is punitive. It is a punishment, but understand the goal is always that people would repent and turn to God. The Bible says in the New Testament, He is patient, He is kind, He is desiring that none would perish. Look, He could snuff us all out right now, He could have done it long ago. We have earned that in our sin, but He is patient, He is kind. He does judge sin, He will judge sin. But his goal is that we would turn and repent and come to him. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says this And we know that God causes all things, not just the ones we love, not just the ones we approve of, not just the ones we understand. We know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God. A very interesting set of verses. But that's the truth of Scripture. God causes all things, He does it, to be used for good for those who love God. My hope, and I, I've been saying this for about seven or eight weeks, is that God would use the events of these days and that the result would be tremendous. And my, my prayer is that the result in the church would be tremendous. In this church, and in, in the universal church, That's my prayer, that this thing that's happened and it is disruptive and it is hard and some folks are sick and some other folks have died. My my prayer is that the result in the church would be tremendous. My prayer is that in believers, individual believers in my life, in your life, that the result would be tremendous. My, My prayer is that the lost world, those that are outside of Christ, those that are, that are perishing outside of Christ, that they would see the events of these days and God's truth would be, would be uplifted in these days and that lost people would be saved in these days. My prayer is that we would turn to the Word of God in these days, that we would turn to Him in these days, that we would be resolute in walking in obedience in these days and that He will use it. Guess what? The Bible says He will use it. God will take all these things, work them together for His purpose, for good, for those who love Him. And so you're sitting there going, well, this seems crazy. Will He use these things? The, the, the authority of Scripture, the testimony of Scripture is He will use these things. And, then, and this brings us to the last part which I believe is the most important part. Two weeks, we've looked at this subject, a very interesting subject, but I believe the most important part is this last part, and that is this. So what is our response? This is going to be very practical. Did he send it as a judgment? We're not sure. Did he allow it? Yes, he's powerful and sovereign. Will he use it? Yes, he says that he will. Well, what is our response? What is our response to this this truth? Here's what I want to say, and and we need to be sure of this. The only response that you have control over is yours. The only response that I have control over is my own. And I can just tell you, man, I'd like to see a national response to this. I'd like to see repentance and I'd like to see a a turning to God. I'd like to see a national response in this. I'd like to see a church response. I'd like to see the church uphold the word of God and embrace the truth of God and exalt the Savior Jesus. I'd like to see our church see a revival spring out. I'd like to see a church response. I'd like to see a group response, a whole set of folks responding but the truth is this, as much as I'd like to see that the only response that I have control over is my own. And I'll just tell you very, very personally I can't control my wife's response. I can't control my kid's response. I can't control other people's response. Man I'd like to tell them look at this, see this, the only response that I have control over is my own. And so we say, well, what's the response to this? And we want to say, well, let a nation get on their knees. Let a church get right. Listen, the only response that I have control over is my own. So what's the response? Now it's personal. It's me and it's you. What is our response to the coronavirus? And I I don't know that we didn't think, well, we're going to have this broad thing and we're going to hear a Bible study. Listen, now it is personal What is your response going to be to the coronavirus? And here's what I'm going to say. Here's what what we should do. First thing we should do is this. We should ask, not is this a judgment of blatant sinners, not is this a judgment of a set of people. We should ask, God, what are you showing me? What, What are you showing me? Is there a sin issue that I have? And oh, we like to point to other people, is there a sin issue that I have? And maybe it's maybe it's well-known, maybe it's hidden, maybe no one knows about it. God, are you showing me there's a sin issue in my life? Where do I need to repent in my life? Where do I need to turn from that sin, flee from that sin, and turn to you? Where do I need to repent? God, is there a heart issue that I have? And maybe these, these, these eight weeks and this time, Maybe we need to ask the question, God, do I have a heart issue? Maybe, maybe you're revealing my heart in these days. Maybe my heart's not sold out. And maybe I, I act like it is and I try to pretend like it is, but maybe my heart's not sold out, totally committed to my Savior, Jesus Christ. Maybe maybe I've got trust issues. Maybe I'm not trusting you. And maybe that's the issue with my fear And all the things that have come out of this. And maybe you're revealing to me you can trust me and your answer's in me and your hope is in me. Maybe this is revealing we have trust issues in our heart. Maybe it's revealing our our issues with other people. And maybe it's showing, you know what, you don't really care about people the way you say. You're not forgiving people the way you ought. Maybe you don't even like other people. And maybe these days of isolation or watching the, the craziness of the world, they're revealing our heart towards other people. Or maybe God, is it, is it showing I'm self-reliant? That you know what, I'm, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I'm going to trust my knowledge and I, and I don't want conviction and I don't want correction and maybe it's revealing my heart is self-reliant. Maybe Lord, you're showing me that I love my sin and you know what, I don't want to give up on my sin and I like my sin and if, if for another season I can endure and, 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 and frolic in my sin, maybe it's showing a, a heart that it loves my sin. Maybe it's showing that I have a divided heart. God, are you showing me my heart is divided and I've tried to operate with a foot in the world and a foot in in your system and I've tried to pledge a love for you, but really my love is for the world. Maybe it's showing I have a divided heart. God, are you showing me I have a problem with obedience? That if you say it, that I don't question that I walk in obedience. Maybe maybe God's trying to show us there's areas we're holding back on. Maybe, you know what, I'm going to trust you with my salvation. And oh, for sure, my health, I want you to guard that. But you know what? I'm going to do what I want with my finances. You know what? I'm going to act the way I want in my work relationships or my marriage relationships. Maybe there's areas we're holding back on. And Maybe the point of this virus is that we would say, you know what? I'm going to give all of the areas to God. Are we steeped in God's word? Maybe, maybe that's the point of all this. Do we know God's word? Are we biblically grounded? I, I think, and I've said this for a few weeks One of the great revelations of this time is that we're not biblically grounded. And we say, well, I could die. Well, listen, the Bible says to die is gain. Well, the Bible says who's in control? The government? And we know God is in control. And it's revealing. We're we're looking everywhere for answers other than the Word of God. It is showing we're biblically ignorant. Maybe the question is, Are you grounded in the Word of God? Do you know the Word of God? Are you loving me because you love the Word of God and you see me through it? God, what are you showing me in these days? Greatest thing that could happen is we might sit down and say, God, what are you showing me in these days? And the second part to that is this. What will I do with that? And see, that's that's where we get off track. Don't just ask to know, because I'm not sure God will tell you. And if you say, God, if i got a problem in my heart, God, if i got a problem with sin, God, if i got a problem with, with my neglect of your word, don't just ask to know, because I'm not sure he'll tell you. But we have to be ready to walk. We, God, if I have a problem with sin, I want to confess that sin, And I want to take the steps to be done with that sin and turn to you and walk in forgiveness. Lord, if I don't know your word, I want to say I am where I am. And I'm not ashamed of the fact that I am where I am. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to know your word or or whatever your step is. I'm divided between the world. Lord, I don't have room for that anymore. Be ready to act. You know what? We might need to repent. We might need to confess. We might need to change. We might need to obey. Be ready to act. God, what are you showing me in these days? God, empower me to act in these days. And the last response is this. First thing is this. You ask God what he's showing you. Second thing is you be ready to act, to respond to what it is that he shows you. And the third thing is this, and I can't say it loudly enough. What is our response to the coronavirus? Now, more than any time in human history, it is to lead people to Jesus Christ. Lead people to Jesus Christ. I don't know if you haven't noticed this. Our world is hurting. There, we are divisive because we're hurting. We are, we are mad because we're hurting. We're, we're frantic because we're hurting. Our world, some of it's numb to all of this. We don't even know there's a problem and, and we're just numb. Some of us are rebellious. all of this? You know what the answer is? Lead people to Jesus Christ. You know what? It is dark and it seems hopeless. And more than any other time, people need to know about a risen Savior, about a hope that endures, about a peace that the world can't give. What is your response to the coronavirus? Listen, quit worrying if this is a judgment or not. If you've got an issue, take care of it and walk out in obedience your response to the coronavirus is to exalt Jesus Christ, point to Jesus Christ, and lead many people to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Ooh, that is our response to the coronavirus. Lead many people to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray tonight as we as we end. Dear Heavenly Father, we come and I and I want to be sensitive to what you're saying, what you're doing in these days. Lord, convict us. Lead us in your spirit. Lead us in your word. Show us where we need to repent. Show us what can't stand, what can't coexist. Lord, lead us. And then, Lord, I pray, use us. Use us to be separate, a people holy, redeemed, that doesn't look like this world. Lord, help us to walk in a way that glorifies you. And then, Lord, I pray that step by step, the hearing of this Bible study, that we would be encouraged, equipped, led to lead people to Jesus Christ. And I pray the result of of all of this is my Savior is known, my Savior is glorified. Lord, use us like that. We love you and we thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.